Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gloriously lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. There was a pastor in Honduras and he was handed a sermon uh, that he had wanted for years in his own language. He Mm. just was dying to get it. And I was able to watch him receive that into his hands who had, he had wanted it for years and he, Mm. he just wept. Mm. He just wept. And he said, thank you, Brother Paul. I've been wanting to read what the prophet said in this. I've seen the title, but I didn't have it. And he says to have these. Greetings to uh, all our friends around the world whom we love. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Brother Mark Ajo with you here today. And uh, this is just the kind of report today we're going to give. It's just the kind that we love to give. Uh, We have been watching something progress here for a period of six years, something that is going to have a huge impact on many believers around the world, and that is the progress of the translation of the remainder of the messages into Spanish. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking to Brother Paul LaFontaine, Brother Eli Ortiz, and they're going to tell about the burden, how this project started, And, of course, the good news of the day that all of the message, all the messages are now translated into Spanish. Isn't that amazing? God bless you, Brother Mark, and God bless you to all of our listeners here in this uh, very exciting podcast that we have for you, making a major announcement of how that the entire message has been translated into Spanish. I don't want to preempt what you've done, Brother Mark. It certainly is a great interview that you've put together here. But I just want to say that this is an outstanding accomplishment and our congratulations to everybody that worked on this project. May God richly bless them as they are ministering tremendously to the worldwide body of Jesus Christ. So God bless them and God bless you as you listen to this podcast. Amen, Brother Tim, and it was a real privilege to be able to sit down and speak with Brother Paul LaFontaine, and I asked him to take us all the way back to the beginning, tell us how this burden started, and then we proceed through the adventure of finishing the project. Yeah, finally we're able to say it. You know, uh, it's uh, you asked me to talk about the beginnings a little bit, and I have to go back really to as far as the burden for the Spanish translation back to 1988-89 when I I just started the church in southeastern Michigan, Toledo area, and uh, started the church that year there and also took my first trip to Honduras. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was it was a real revival that broke out with the young people. Uh, I think we baptized 25, 30 young people in Mm -hmm. those meetings. And so by the end of the meetings, I realized, um, I started to hear back of how little of the message they had there in their own language. And I was so surprised by that. I thought, you know, this is what, the second or third largest language in the world. And 
I was just so surprised how little at that time was, was translated. And I wasn't blaming anybody. I just thought, my, that's amazing. So then when I started to see the hunger in the young people, I realized they're going to need the word to feed on for the word of the hour with their Bibles to feed on. They're going to need more of it. And the, the pastors are going to need more of it. We've been blessed in the English language just to have it all these years. And so that's where the burden started. I just really began to feel like I needed to get, especially to the young people who were having an experience of the Holy Ghost, get them more of the Word. And I was actually thinking about my own experience. When I received the Holy Ghost when I was 16, I remember my incredible craving to hear the Word and to just, probably four or five years, I just bathed myself in the message and that's about all I did. <laughs> and uh, I remember that craving to have I just felt like if God was gracious enough and loving to send Elijah to my generation, I ought to take the time to hear what he said. But then you realize these youth and the ones in other countries can't because it's a different language. So that began it. And to be honest with you, I had the burden for years, but it never came together until about 2013, 2014. And that's where I recognized where the... Uh, Doug Baker, when I talked to him, had the same burden to see more of the message translated. Brother Eli Ortiz was in his church, and he's, of course, knows Spanish well. And God just began to put together a team. Many times we find when the Lord moves to accomplish something, the vessels he chooses to use are unexpected. The work that Brother Eli Ortiz accomplished along with his team of translators is truly amazing. They are not big names. They are not famous people that you would know. But over six years, they have made an impact that will reverberate around the world. Here is Brother Eli Ortiz. I was born in, uh, in Puerto Rico in 1949. That was my year, and I grew up there, and I learned Spanish as well. Then I graduated out of high school, went to Vietnam for a tour, got back. Things were not going well. The Lord finally got hold to me, uh, came to the message about 30 years ago, and he cleaned me up, uh, filled me up, and, and I worked, and I learned, and and I translated in the, in the churches that I that I work that I serve, uh, Brother Green Church and with Brother Doug, that I'm attending still, Love Divine. And then we had a dream. I had a dream long time ago, and I wanted to really get this message uh, completed. I noticed that when I started in the message back then, 30 years, it was about 200. 200 messages, 235, some, some around there, 200. And after 60 years that Brother Brana went to Mexico, wasn't hardly any Spanish, you know, at least messages. And I, w I was wondering why, why, you know, anybody had done anything to complete it. So anyway, I had a desire to do that. And then I, I didn't know what to do. But and then I met Brother Doug Baker later on and Happened that he had the same dream and the same uh, uh, burden for the Spanish people. So after a while, we just kept that in our hearts until one day in 2014, in August, 
brother Paul Lafontaine also been and been been wanting to do this project for a long time. So somehow the, the Lord brought us together, and that's how this uh, project was born. Now, we had employed one translator in Venezuela before that, and we were starting messages on our own, but it was very slow. When we, the team came together, the STP, the St Spanish Translation Project, came together in 2014. I knew Brother Lafontaine uh, before we started this project. So he called us and he said, let's, let's, let's meet. Uh, we fly to Tucson and we can sit down and we can you know, discuss how, when, and we're gonna do this thing. So he flew and we met him in a motel that he was staying. And uh, we sat down and we started talking about how we wanted to do this. We have no idea. Uh, this is a really uh, big project. But anyway, we decided to divide it in three parts, actually. <clears throat> the financial part, and that's why Brother Lafontaine came and took care of that part because he has some donations and some donors and, and the church. And I said, that's fine. And then Brother Doc said, well, I take care of the operation in Tucson. How are we going to do this? How are we going to... Uh, the, how we gonna plan it and the schedule and do the, the you know the project and me I became the administrator overseeing the entire project finding the people the translators uh, uh, mentor the translator uh, 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 you know guide them uh, through the process uh, uh, trying to uh, uh, teach them uh, and educate them in, in the in the process and and the guidelines and the expectations. And that was my part. So we, um, I gave them all the translators I knew of, they knew of some. And then of course, once you have a list of names then we had brother Eli be the administrator and kind of go through those and. So we got together that day. Uh, I tell you, uh, we left that meeting and we were really uh, in a positive note. We, we didn't know how and how long, but we knew one thing. With the help of God, we was going to, we was going to see this finally, you know, this dream come true. Uh, first day uh, that we met, it was it was a wonderful day. It was I know it was sunny in Tucson that afternoon, and the sun was shining. And really, we we had a good meeting with all. Also, was a couple of people there from Phoenix and uh, brother Lafontaine, uh, brother brother from uh, Boaz from his church, we took uh, action items, everybody took these action items, and, and we uh, met again through through the emails, and my, my part was to develop the process, the procedures, and to develop all the guidelines. And out of that, I think, came, you'd have to ask Brother Eli, because I think it came like five or six translators, yeah. maybe seven and they were from different places around the world and we hired them you know we just set up a price that we would pay them per page and we put them on it and most of them were doing it full time mm -hmm. and then we had meetings to discuss how long it would take to finish of course at that time the message hub had up um, quite a few messages that had been accumulated accumulated from different places so the total of that time we seen is 1205 to get done 
And we actually did, over the period of six years, we finished 630 because the rest of them were already up. Translating into a great worldwide language such as Spanish is not as simple as it may seem. For there is a great diversity in how the language is spoken worldwide. This problem had to be solved before anything else could be done. And the burden to find an answer fell on Brother Eli. That was the next challenge that I had to, to overcome because even though it's 500 million people in this world that speak Spanish, in all those countries, Spanish countries, the, the problem is that every culture, even though they speak Spanish, they have their own ways of speaking, sort of saying. It's just like in America, you know? When I came to America, I was in Texas, Louisiana, and then I came to Tucson and LA, and everybody's speaking English, and I hardly understood anyone. And see how Brother Branham speaks, it's hardly sometimes you need a dictionary. That happens in Spanish just as well. The biggest challenge is to standardize a language, a Spanish language, in such a way that 80, 90% of whoever reset in, in any country can understand. So this is what I, God gave me a, a, an inspiration. I know Brother Brana, you know, great education. So when I started looking at these things, Brother Branham's always said, keep it simple, you know? So I was thinking, you know, why don't we translate the messages to the same level of Spanish up to the sixth to eighth grade? Because once you get to the sixth or eighth grade, you have about a vocabulary. A child has a vocabulary that is about 250 words, even less. And those 250, 200 word vocabulary that they use, it is enough there for anybody in any place to understand a child. So what I'm saying is, if you bring it to a higher level than that, you know, high school or college, things change because people vocabulary will grow in different places. But if you keep it basic, I believe that in every country, the basic Spanish is learned in school. Same one. When they learn in the streets and when they learn at home with their peers, and that's that's a different story. So I want to just keep it so simple as to only use a basic Spanish that everybody could understand, and that was a sixth to eighth grade level. And so we, you know, it took us six years. We we thought it would take us two, to be honest with you. <laughs> when we uh draw the first plan, we wanted to have at least 12 to 24. Uh, we needed that many to finish the message, to translate it in, in two years. We wanted to do it in two years. It never happened that way. You know, you can do plan and you can plan all you want to, but surely no plan survive first contact. <laughs> That I learned that in the army. We started with about you know 12, 13, 14, and I gathered all these translators. But you know, like it is, then you start having problems. Uh, 
the first time I, I gave them a book to translate and I gave them all the procedures and the process and how to do it. And this is my expectation. Uh, some, like they said in English, they don't cut the mustard, you know? Uh, yeah, I had a friend, I mean, I have a friend, a brother from Puerto Rico, but when he wrote that, I understood exactly everything he said. But if I send that book to Mexico, they will have many questions. And that was one of the things that I told you, we had to keep it basic. This message could not be uh, Mexican or Puerto Rican or Honduran. It has to be Spanish that everybody could understand. So. And of course, these things take a lot longer. But yeah, we hired them and we changed some straight, uh, translators along the way. But by the grace of God, we were able to get it done and... Uh, Six years later, we wrapped up all the 1205. Uh, I did most of the editing, um, maybe uh, with the help of maybe two more or, or one more editor. When I was editing, I would, I, I would, I depend on the Lord completely, 100%. I would start reading, and believe it or not, and I'm told you will believe it, the Lord will stop me when I needed to stop when I was reading what word to look at. So I wasn't worried to, to find, let me see how I'm going to find all these mistakes or, or whatever. So now what I read, and as I read, the Lord will stop me in certain places. Mm -hmm. I will put the tape of Brother Branham behind me in English, and I will follow the Spanish. Just like a translator, you have the ability, God gave us the ability to, to hear, and at the same time to translate. My brain is wire up that way. So I will hear Brother Branham in the background and I will read the Spanish and if something don't, you know, come together, I will stop. And that's how I did my editing. And then we put it out there and then maybe when somebody's reading it and they find something that is it's not acceptable to them or whatever, they can email me. We can make the correction. We can check it and if it's valid, we make correction. Or later on, after we finish the message, that we had done it, we go back and if we find the funding and the time, we will go over them and check them at least one more time again. That was our idea. I will tell you a testimony one time that really encouraged us to keep going. And that is when um, there was a pastor in Honduras and he was handed a sermon uh, that he had wanted for years in his own language. He had mm. just was dying to get it. And I was able to watch him receive that into his hands, who had he had wanted it for years, and he mm. he just wept, mm. he just wept, and he said, "Thank you, Brother Paul. Mm. I've been wanting to read what the prophet said in this. I've seen the title, You're but right. I didn't have it." And You're he right. says to have these, and they're getting them to the men, the the message ministers there, and they're giving them copies of titles. I think there's one. Um, printer that's helping if a minute message minister comes to I'd like to have this title they can even print him one copy off the message of that title so you know you can you can imagine but yes we are here and back and it's a blessing to have it done and you know people there's not the hurdles anymore just go on download it and yeah. and then now with you guys working on the search programs you know right. finishing that I don't know where that's at but praise God you know yeah. they, they get to enjoy the same benefit that we have through the years I mean the hub has done a lot because if we would have translated all these messages and we didn't have no way to put it out there. And that's why you guys came in and, and I'm sure in behalf of, of 
of our church and our pastor and the people that work, uh, I'd like to, to thank you guys and appreciate all the work and all the help that you have given me through the years. It, 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 I needed it. Last year is when we got real close. And then I think December of last year is when he was able to say everything is up, the 1205 of the message. I think there's a few more um, that has come out since then working on those. But the number yeah. we started with to finish, uh, when, he's, when he said that the last of last year, I'll tell you, my heart was overjoyed. <laughs> and though it took a little longer than we expected. And what was amazing, brother, too, is the support because... You know, I never realized how generous people could be because I, I don't know the final figures, but, you know, we had to employ translators and pay them. And and so I can't remember the full numbers, but the, the funds just came in and people were so gracious and so wonderful. Never had to worry about our translators being paid. Um, I remember I gave the first amount towards the project. And uh, then after that, I mean, it was all taken care of so wonderfully. So if God's in something, he takes care of all sides yeah. of it. Yeah. I have to credit most of all Brother Eli Ortiz, which you'll be talking to him, mm -hmm. and uh, Brother Doug Baker and them. But Brother Eli, uh, he, he overseen this whole project. Right. And he worked with the translators knowing Spanish. I don't know Spanish. And so I have to say, you know, that he, we couldn't have done it without him. It was a, a group, a, a United, that came together from all over the world, like you were saying. I had translators from Colombia, from Mexico, Honduras, Puerto Rico, United States. I mean, this was not just, uh, you know, Tucson Air Force or, or, or Ohio Air Force. It was, it was a world. The, my, my only uh, regret is that the Lord called me about 30 years ago into this message, a little bit more than 30 years. I wish I could have done it earlier, but I uh, thank God that, that we decided that we were going to check the half of the messages that we did not translate it. They were already existing, you know, previously in the hub that they was translated, I don't know, long time ago. We only did 629, so there was 579 other messages that were there already previously. So we are using our energy again to, and everything that we have learned to go over those 579 messages to make sure, you know, like I said, they meet some kind of a standard. It's just, you know, when you have a burden going all the way back to 1988, 89, and you realize something finally came to a finish that you've had all those years. How do I do this, Lord? How can I put it together? I want to see it happen. I don't know Spanish. I don't know who we could put together mm -hmm. to see that it took that many years. Uh, and then to see it done, it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I really didn't know, you know, that I was going to do this. And I am eternally grateful for the opportunity that God gave me and to see this vision that he showed it to me about having this message translated into Spanish, not only that, but to become a reality. And I'm so glad for the opportunity to work and all the people that work with me in supporting this message. So I tell you, I'm a person that uh, usually I'm very shy, shy, and I'm a person that 
you know, like to like like to be kind of uh, not a people person. I like to kind of hide from people sometimes. I'm not a good speaker, as you know right now. Uh, I really never thought that God can take someone like me that don't want to do this to begin with and took me and, and, and mold me and shaped me and brought me into this. Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's an awesome experience to be able to do something for the cause of Christ, for the brother Jesus Christ. Uh, I always said, you know, it's not the big things, but all those little small things that we do, they become big things at the end. And I think that's what we have done. You know, John took that book and ate the book and he prophesied again to many nations, tongues and peoples. And that's exactly right, right where we're at. And uh, you all have a part in it. Every bride member has a part in that. And to have a part in a scriptural vision and fulfilling that vision right now, yeah. that's pretty exciting. You know, you can do a lot of things in this world, but when you're doing that, uh, you can't, it can't get much better than that. Yeah. Brother Tim, this to me is just a huge accomplishment. Uh, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but, you know, I sat down and did both of these interviews. And uh, as I was going through them and putting them in this podcast, I just about had to keep a, a box of tissues close to me here on the desk because of what this means to so many message believers out there that speak Spanish. It's been kind of close to my heart, maybe, because I've been able to do some ministry in South America. But it's so special, and it means so much. It's going to have such an enormous impact out there for people. I hear you, Brother Mark. I knew this would be close to your heart, seeing as you traveled in Central America and done some ministry amongst the Spanish-speaking people and uh, maybe are a little closer to them than I would be. But uh, it certainly is a great, great accomplishment that these brothers have done. And, you know, all of the brothers and sisters that have worked together on this translation project, I was just speaking to some translators as I'm recording this here from Africa, actually. And uh, it's uh, interesting, as I was telling them, you know, Brother Branham talks about the call of the messenger to get a bride for Jesus Christ. And he types it to Eliezer getting a bride for Isaac and how that the objective was to get her to stand still long enough so that she could be clothed with the word. And I was telling the translators, when Brother Branham saw the preview of the bride, she was clothed with the garment of their nation. It was their national garments that they were in. Therefore, to me, that speaks about they were clothed with the word in their language. And so the work of translators is also a work of fulfilling this great commission of this message of getting a bride for the Lord Jesus Christ, that each and every one could be clothed with the wedding garment of the word. And in particular, it would be unique to their particular nation. And so God bless the Spanish translators and the Spanish translation project. I know they've got further work of proofreading that they want to do, and I'm sure that they'll accomplish that in due order. 
But I know that this would have been a blessing to every listener. So God bless our listeners and may God bless everyone that's been involved with this project. Until then, Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast.